0: welcome to a new episode of the cartridge club where we discuss our game of the month with members of the cartridge club community it's become a tradition here in the cartridge club that for the month of april we play a zelda game we ain't about to break that tradition yet so for april the cartridge club played the legend of zelda twilight princess joining me on the show we have adam stumptown retro and captain algebra if you have played along you can always share your own experiences in the forums at cartridgeclub.org or in the community's discord or across social media by using the hashtag Cartridge Club. Before I start the show, on behalf of the entire Cartridge Club community, I'd like to give a huge shout-out to our Patreon Club backers like Joel Boyce, Barry Don Mars, Christopher Rohr, Dean Lasagna, and Caleb J. Ross. To our backers and Patreon supporters, thank you. If you're interested in becoming a Patreon supporter for the Cartridge Club, please look at how you can do so at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. you start us off with your overall thoughts on twilight princess
1: sure yeah i absolutely love the game uh it is my favorite zelda game of all time i think because it's so similar to ocarina of time which used to be my favorite zelda game of all time and then i played twilight and i just felt like it was a bigger better darker version of ocarina of time so i've always loved it now i didn't grow up playing the zelda games i think when i was in like kindergarten or first grade I went to a buddy's house and we played the original Zelda for like five minutes and we didn't like it. So we put in Mario and then I really didn't see another Mario or Zelda game until Ocarina of Time when my neighbor had it. I would play like the beginning, maybe the great Deku tree and stuff, but I really didn't get into the series until I got to uh, college and I started playing some more. And I finally, you know, I think I started with Ocarina, then I played the original and then I went to the Twilight Princess and it just blew me away. I think it's got a ton of variety whether you know you can change from wolf link to regular link. it's got great dungeon design the bosses are fantastic. I love all the hidden skills you can find. it, it adds a lot of uh, aspects to the gameplay and uh, I'm not big on graphics when I when I talk about video games the graphics are the least important part to me but I have to say I love this type of graphics the darker grittier than say something like Wind Waker like cartoony. So that's why I love it. So for me, this game is kind of a mixed bag. There are things about it that I really
2: do love. Like I, I love the uh, art style and the general direction. I love the control. I feel like it's a true sequel to Ocarina and Majora's Mask, which chronologically, according to Hyrule Historia, it is. Um, but it has a few issues that just like, haven't aged well. Like control, like movement always feels very stiff like the way you kind of like bounce while you walk. I've never really enjoyed that too much about this game and coming back to it on the Wii U for the first time. It's still there and I still don't like it. It doesn't feel as flowy as Wind Waker did, which you think they would have taken that kind of like movement and brought it into the next game that they were making, but they didn't. And I wasn't a huge fan of like that beginning. That beginning is harsh. <laughs> the beginning is so harsh. Um, some of the character models look so muddy. They, they're, they're just really hard to get into those characters at all. Your side characters like Ilya and the kids, I could have cared less about them because they didn't build up enough for me to actually care about them in the first place.
0: And so I don't don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off, but by character design, do you mean those children, the children in the game? Yeah. They're ugly. The children are (laughs) pretty pretty damn ugly in this game. (laughs) Yes, they are. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, like the, the design element there just wasn't great, especially when you compare it to like the Zoras and the Gorons. Or anybody in high in high uh, roll Town, like everybody else seems just so muddy and placid and downplayed. I wasn't a huge fan of Wolf Link either, it felt like just barely a step above Sonic Unleashed Beast Mode Werehog thing. <laughs> but it, it like, but that was the thing at the time. At the time, they were doing a lot of games like that. You know, you had that, you had the Twilight books, Werewolves are were cool again, you know. So it was a stylistic choice, but it's not one that I enjoyed because whenever I got to one of those segments in the game, I was like, how quickly can I be done being Wolf Link? Because I can't use any of my skills. Any of the things that the game had you build up for yourself are gone. And then you have to deal with that for the next 30 to 40 minutes while you, you know, clear out some shadows and whatnot or Twilight persons. But aside that, like, I, I do really like the story. I think that's great. I really like the essentially the direction that the game went. Like, I love how it links up to the rest of that, uh, essentially everything about Zelda and the timeline and everything like that. But it just didn't hit for me the way that I was hoping it would. It's definitely like in my bottom three to five Zelda games, which still are great games overall. Fair enough.
3: So the Twilight Princess is my favorite Zelda, 3D Zelda. Um, As far as the question is top-down or 3D Zeldas, I have a favorite for both categories. A Link to the Past is my favorite for 2D, and Twilight Princess is my favorite for 3D. There's so many similarities between the the light-dark world or Twilight world that that's probably why I love Twilight Princess as much as I do is because A Link to the Past was always my favorite Zelda game growing up. I've played every single Zelda game. I remember playing Zelda before Zelda 2 even existed. I remember being excited for Zelda 2 and then I got excited when A Link to the Past came out because it went back to the original formula because that was kind of sort of the the third game, which I think at the time they were trying to just revamp it and it was kind of like a remake of the first game, but then they kind of just changed the whole timeline over the years and just kind of kept each game separate. Kind of like how Super Castlevania 4 is actually a remake of the first one, but it's still different enough.
0: I, I, th- I think too. Zelda Three originally or was like the title before they came up with the Link to Past for the title. I think it was originally like placeholder was Zelda Three for 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 a Link to the Past.
3: I believe so too. As far as like the game, um, I do I did dread the moments that you play as Wolf Link. Um, I don't completely despise being Wolf Link. I liked when you get to the point where you can flip flop back and forth quickly like between the two, in, because it's, it was, I thought it was a cool thing that, you know, you have to like go into the vision and you can dig, and then sometimes you can dig underground and go under stuff. I thought that was cool. The combat was really wonky and weird. I wasn't a big fan of that. I did, after replaying the game after all these years, and maybe it's just because I became better, a, a better gamer, I felt that Twilight Princess was extremely easy. Like if you go back to my, uh, my stream of it, and you see when I fought Ganon, he was a joke. Like I just mopped the floor with him. Like I literally just ran circles around him like this. Waited for him to do his little kick and then hit him. Ran a circle around, waiting for him to do his little kick and then hit him. Just kept doing it until I beat him. But overall, the story, I think, is probably what holds it the most for me and why I still hold it up high. is because this is the first time we've got a full, huge, very story-driven Zelda game. Ocarina of Time was story-driven, but this took it to the next level. At least for me. And same goes into when you go into Twilight. Or like in Wind Waker. Same thing. Like you've got these story driven things. And that's kind of reeled back a little bit. That was a little bit missing for me in Breath of the Wild. But we won't talk. We're talking about Twilight Princess right now. But yeah. It's my favorite Zelda.
0: Does anyone remember. (laughs) When the GameCube was revealed. And they had that Zelda teaser. Where it was like mature. Like Link and Ganon fighting. And then we got Wind Waker.
1: Such yeah. a disappointment.
0: Yeah, that was like... I mean, I I have it here. It's a little check mark question for, for everybody. Like, do you prefer... And I already know Cap's answer. I already know Cap's <laughs> answer. Uh, but like, do you prefer Wind Waker versus Twilight Princess? And the reason I asked that is because I remember... I think that led to my hate for Wind Waker. It uh, was because I wanted that. Whatever they teased, I was like, give me that 100%. Give me that game. And then in 2004 at e3 they revealed twilight princess for the gamecube and like if you look at the video now like that still gives me a little bit of the chills i don't know if you ever you guys have ever seen that yet Mm -hmm. but if Mm -hmm. you haven't i do recommend going to youtube and watching it the the reveal where they do the we got one more thing just for you and it was like that's the game that is the reason why i bought a gamecube on launch but anyways, yeah, Wind Waker or Twilight Princess. Adam, what's your, since you were this? Yeah, I control? love Wind
3: Waker. You know, the thing is, everyone always had this, like, you know, everyone hated on Wind Waker because of the, the, the different art direction, because it went to a cartoonish thing. And for me, I didn't care. I To me, it was more Zelda. I'm like, yes, please, just give me more Zelda. I'm okay with that. I didn't care. <laughs> like, I I love both games. Um, but again, like, as I was saying, Twilight Princess is my favorite 3D Zelda. The so, Wind Waker is so. in my top five.
2: I'm I'm actually more of a Wind Waker fan, and I even was at the time because uh, I grew up more so with the Game Boy games. So I played a lot of Link Awakening, Link's Awakening DX, and the uh, what the Seasons and Oracle Ages Oracle Seasons. And so for me, Wind Waker felt more in tune with that style in terms of like more cartoony, more cutesy sort of like aesthetic to it. And for me, it was just a natural progression. When I played N64 as a kid, I had to go to a friend's house. Like I had, a, I had Sega stuff. My my household was Sega all the way. So <laughs> like I would have my own cartridge that I bought at the store, bring it to their house to play it. That was my experience with all the N64 games. That's how I played Ocarina. That's how I played Majora. That's how I played Link to the Past. I had an NES as a kid, so I played the original two on NES. But for me, Wind Waker was just a continuation of the thing that I had grown way more attached to and i loved it i thought the score was great the movement was fantastic like i didn't really care too much uh about it being that realistic thing i knew that that was just like a tech demo that i saw in a magazine as a kid because i didn't see the video i was living in germany at the time so there wasn't like huge video game news over there they were just like here's your german publication here's what came out in e3 cool and then johnson's side um but for for me definitely wind waker was my favorite of the two it still is um like i would rather play wind waker hd over this any day also wind waker hd just seems like it had a lot more going on with the remake rather than just scaling it up to hd which this one you could definitely tell from textures is exactly what they did they're just like export as 1080p we're good all right let's move on cap
1: do, do we even need to ask you or <laughs> i it's only fair I'm I'm allowed to share my thoughts. <laughs> yes, Ryan. yes, yes, yes. Uh, easily, Twilight Princess is better. I absolutely hate Wind Waker, and it wasn't necessarily that we got that teaser, and it turned out not to be that. Um, I just remember seeing the original, you know, trailers and stuff for Wind Waker, and it's the graphical styles always bothered me, and I don't really care about graphics too much, but for some reason, I hate how that one looks, and so I didn't really have a GameCube. I actually played Twilight Princess first on the Wii. And I didn't get it for the GameCube until a couple of years ago. And so I didn't really play the GameCube much, which is probably why I didn't give it a chance. But a few years ago, I finally was like, OK, I'm playing a lot of Zelda games. I'm going to, I want to play Wind Waker. And uh, I started playing it. And I had to put it down. I couldn't stand it. It was boring. I hate the sailing. It just takes forever. I know they fixed that in the HD with the Swift Sail. But in the GameCube version, it's just so tedious to take out your your uh, Wind Waker, change the wind direction so you can go somewhere else. And it just, I hate it. And uh, I'll I'll probably play through the HD version at some point just to give it a shot. But yeah, it's probably my least favorite Zelda of all time. I I jokingly say I'd rather play the CDI games, but uh, I've never played them. So I can't really say that. But I think I'd like to try them more than I'd rather play Wind Waker a second time. I, I can't stand it.
3: Speaking of tedious, I was going to ask you, so what do you think of Skyward Sword then? Because I always felt it was a little oh. tedious to go in, <laughs> to spin the wheel through because like and choose your items instead of having like a quick tap like you do in Twilight Princess.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Like I always felt that Skyward Sword yeah. was a bit tedious with that too. But right. what do you think of, what do you think of Sky? Because if I remember correctly, Skyward mm-hmm. Sword was supposed to be a sequel to Twilight Princess. But because that game was so dark and at the time, Twilight Princess wasn't received very well at mm-hmm. first. Did I think they scrapped that idea, but still sort of had the engine? Because you play Twilight or you play Twilight Princess and then you play Skyward Sword, you see so many things that carried between the two mm-hmm. games that you can tell it was supposedly a, a sequel to it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I uh, Skyward Sword's my third favorite Zelda game of all time. I love it. I just love the origin story of Zelda. But as for the the wheel thing, I don't it never really bothered me because motion control doesn't bother me. So for me, like you hold the button and you, you know, you point to that and you pick it like that doesn't take very long. In fact, like I feel like if you're cycling through stuff, that will take longer than just simply open the wheel point and you got it.
3: Yeah, I tried to do it with the controller and that's why it was a little annoying. But I did play it originally mm-hmm. with the motion controls. I was gonna re- when I replayed it on the Switch. I didn't like the motion controls at all. I thought they were terrible. It was a bad port. The Wii motion control was way more accurate, so I, I enjoyed the motion on the Wii version over the mm-hmm. Switch
1: version. Yeah, and I've only played the Wii version. I have the Switch version only because I love Skyward Sword, but when I play it, I always play the original.
2: Yeah, no, I've played both, and uh, I think the only reason that the Switch one feels a little worse is because of the Joy-Con. It's not necessarily because of the, the motion control, because I feel the motion control in the Switch is actually quite good. It's just we're not used to holding it, and it doesn't feel substantial to hold. Mm-hmm. Just like the Wii remote with the Remote Plus, it felt substantial, like you're holding right. the hilt of a sword. So when you're moving around, it felt better than it does on the Switch. Like maybe if they came up with some little accessory for the Switch to make it not be so janky, um, that would be fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I didn't I f- have a problem with Skyward Sword either. Uh, I think I'm going
3: cap on that one third favorite for sure. It's 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 in my top five too, because especially because of the story. I think mm-hmm. I don't even know if the making an accessory accessory would make that any better. Is I think what it was is the fact that I'd constantly recalibrate it over and over again. To whereas the Wii U or the Wii version you had the motion like sensor bar, mm-hmm. you never really had to mess with that. But they when you're in the middle of a fight and then you have to recalibrate the Joy Con, it was annoying. So that's why I switched to the controller. And then I eventually beat it with the controller. But
0: if, if you guys thought I was harsh on Zelda 2, wait for <laughs> the episode <laughs> of like Skyward Sword. Strat- <laughs> and you'll get you my real opinion about that game. Uh, <laughs> as I find that to be like bottom two Zelda games of all time. I it's our story. I, I, I can understand do why. I hate, I hate the story too. I hate, I hate the, the story too. So that's like, all
3: right. I feel the same with Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is down there with Zelda 2 for me.
0: Um <laughs> so so I guess real quick, my little brief history with this game is yeah, I remember when this game was revealed too. Like I was super excited. I went to uh Southridge Mall and I remember I don't remember if it was even GameStop at the time. I I, I think it might have been like could have been a babbage's. It could have been whatever it was, the one the GameStop that was upstairs, Adam. Um It was it was not quite it was not quite the GameStop yet it was it was something else but I remember going there pre-ordering it right away because I was like that's the Zelda game I want and then I remember it got delayed again like it got delayed multiple times and then five years I think
3: like five years I think it got delayed
0: it got delayed because they I remember it was supposed to come out one more year a year ahead of the Wii. And they're like, well, we want to launch this game with the Wii, so I remember having to wait again for it, and and then eventually it came out, right? But the thing is, it came out then around Christmas, around the Christmas that I got God of War for the PS2, and there was another like maybe maybe Metal Gear Solid three, maybe something I think I want to say. Okay, so, sure. and I remember like Christmas Day, like playing like trying to play those three games. And I was like, all right, finally, you know, Zelda games, I know I go, when I play those games, I go hard, I play them, and I, you know, play for, for hours, and I want to say I, I got stuck as Wolf Link in the sewers uh, with Minda, right? And then I just remember like, Geez, this this is just like a slog right here, this, this opening right here, and then I just ended up playing like, you know, like saving my progress, and then Playing something else, playing, going to God of War and having a really good time and then playing probably Metal Gear Solid 3 and having a really good time. And I just, something else came out, something else came out. And I always meant to come back to Twilight Princess and I never did until many years later when I met Adam. (laughs) And Adam told me to play Twilight Princess. And I remember, I think Adam, you warned me it's a long game. And I was like, yeah, okay. But I absolutely loved it. And I think the main reason why I absolutely love the game was because Ocarina of Time is my favorite game of all time, and it still is. And it is, is, like, the true sequel to Ocarina of Time. And there's, there's like, references to Majora's Mask as well in the game. But, like, when you start seeing all, like, the little like homages to Ocarina and then, in I, I you're right, Adam, I, be, I believe there are some criticism about Twilight Princess in that it's too close to, to Ocarina of Time, but to me, like, I don't care. I was like, that's what I want. And I was like, give me that sequel, take what worked, make it better, you know, like, or add more stuff to it because that is what I want. But if it wasn't for probably that three hour slog, because anytime you play this game, I, I, I try to warn anyone who's going to play toilet princess. If you can make it through just that first three hours, it's a really good game. It is a really good game. At least I think so. I think the majority of people who like the 3d sellers will probably feel that way. I do feel like it's better than Wind Waker, but I do like Wind Waker. Wind Waker is one of those ones where, like I said, I was, I bought it still at launch because it was a Zelda game. I remember what the pre-order bonus was to you. If you pre-order bonus um, either at Babbage's or GameStop or whatever, you got the disc that had uh, Ocarina a Time and then the Master Quest on it. So I was like, I need that. Give me that. So put down the money. They gave me the disc right away. Um and then I remember I picked it up, and I hated the sailing part for the most part. And then, because it was like, it, I know this is a Twilight Princess show, but for Wind Waker, it was very much the, I'm scared to explore because all I'm seeing is blue water, right? I don't know where to go. I have to keep holding out of a map. Uh, with Ocarina, I never felt that way when I hit the, the main field, right? And then Twilight Princess, the same kind of way. After I got out of where the homeland was, uh, home base was, I'm like, okay, here's the world. Let's go exploring. But for Twilight Princess, yeah, it was. Like I said it took it took me many years, probably ten years later after it came out, before I actually sat down and played it. Uh, but I loved what I played. And it was I beat it on the GameCube originally because I wanted nothing to do with motion controls. I was like, I I want to straight play it on the controller. They came out both at the same time, so I was like, just give me the controller option. I'm playing on that. I'm not playing a Wii. But yeah, I I I loved what I played on the GameCube. Loving playing it again on the Wii U, it's I think it's pretty good looking. I do agree that Wind Waker HD got a better port, that they did probably put more time and effort into cleaning that one up than Twilight Princess, but I still think Twilight Princess looks and runs and plays great on, on the Wii U. You know, here is a a follow up question because you know, Ocarina of Time has Navi right as his Link's companion, Skyward Swords got Fee, right? Is it? Twilight Princess has got Minda. Do any of the other ones have it? Like I don't remember Breath of the Time having a companion, and I don't remember Jorah's mask has one. Oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's like Navi's like
2: dark counterpart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Or like, well, it's not Navi. It's another like fairy thing, right? Because exactly. Link's Link's looking for Navi because Navi disappears at the end of Ocarina of Time, which sends mm-hmm. him on this path. But mm-hmm. is is Minda like the best companion out of uh, all the uh, companions for the 3D games? Oh, yeah, I and think so. We all agree, I guess. Yeah. Right. I think she's
3: yeah. one of the best characters in the game, and mm-hmm. I, I actually think there was more behind her as a character and her development than there was Zelda herself.
0: Yeah, I, I
2: agree. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And, th- and that was the point of the game, was to make her a character. And I think they heard some of the feedback from you know, Ocarina and Majora that they didn't want to do that again. So they Definitely made Midna into a character that we could actually care about. Didn't get annoying. Only popped up when there was something you had to do mm-hmm. um, with them, which was fantastic. They weren't just you know bugging you all the time about everything, which is right. great. Which is something that they forgot about when they made Skyward Sword. But you know,
0: <laughs> the uh... batteries are low. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah, with with Midna like into a sword.
1: <laughs> yeah, with Midna, you know, if she needed something, you know it. That little her face like showed up on screen and there's like a little like tone that made a sound and that was it. Not like Navi, which is like, hey, 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 you know, or Fee coming out the sword and interrupting you or shouting at you. It's like it just was super annoying. I don't know why they did so well with Midna and then backtracked with Fee.
0: Well, she is the title princess of the game, right? She is the toilet princess. Mm -hmm. Which was the nice little twist at the end because they originally reveal like Zelda as being the Twilight Princess because her world's under Twilight. You eventually find out that no, actually, Minda is the Twilight Princess. And you, we you get more background about the uh, the world. Before we move on to the story, real quick, what what version did everyone play for this playthrough? Uh, Wii, U. Wii, U. Wii U. Wii U. GameCube. GameCube? Anyone ever played the Wii version? Uh, Cab, you said you played the Wii version, right? Mm-hmm. Adam, did you play too?
3: Or I played it for a few hours, and I was like, I am never touching this again. I'm going back to the GameCube version, and then years later, when the HD one came out, that's the one I replayed. But yeah, it's yeah, (laughs) the motion controls were terribly done. Skyward Sword is where they did nail the motion. It's just it felt so forced in Twilight Princess.
0: If probably because like, the motion plus, right? The Wii motion plus came along be, for that it's point. It's because
3: it wasn't accurate. Like if you were to swipe your hand this way or this way or this way in Skyward Sword, it went in those directions. To as if you wanted to do it in Twilight Princess, it was just just straightforward. And it was just, there was no motion going with it. So I think they perfected it with Skyward Sword. Tor was just kind of gimmicky on the Twilight, or for the Wii version in Twilight Princess.
0: Stump, what about you? Have you ever played the Wii version? Yeah, that was actually my first experience
2: with the game was the Wii version, because you know, that's what I had at the time. And uh, I didn't really have problems with the motion controls at the time, You know, not until Skyward Sword came out and I saw what they could actually do with motion control. But they didn't have Wii Motion Plus back then. They didn't have that eight-way gyroscope that they had in you know, the Wii Motion Plus, so they were kind of limited by the time. The thing that I really do love about motion control and something they kept on the Wii U, if you're playing on the gamepad only, was gyroscopic aiming. So the gyroscopic aiming for your bow and for your uh, slingshot when you still use that, that was fantastic, and it still is. I mean, if you ever play Splatoon or, in, for instance, like you use gyroscopic controls, it's a lot faster than using a stick it's sort of the same thing here and it kind of alleviates some of the jankiness of some of the gameplay for me where it feels kind of stiff to be able to use that gyroscopic control until three hours later when your battery dies in your gamepad and you have to switch back to the broken controller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I know Navi is kind of in the game on the Wii version, right? But she's, is it just like, as a pointer, like a fairy is i I've, I've seen people play the Wii version and i cause I remember I've, I've had to use a couple of YouTube video guides to help me like with heart pieces and they're playing the Wii version, so it's reversed. So I'm always like, remember, because like, because it's mirrored, right? So it's mm-hmm. so, so it's always yeah. that's the first time, yeah, first time Link's ever been right-handed. And the main reason why is because the majority of people are are right-handed. Right. So sorry, lefties. So uh, me playing the GameCube version at the time, I was always like, what? Oh, that's right. I have to go left here as opposed to like, going right or something. But I know I always saw like Navi on the screen. Even I was watching Oaz play uh stream because he's playing the Wii version for This month, I thought I always see Navi, but I think she's just a pointer, right? It's not really, yeah, it's just, it's like, just yeah. a pointer
2: like the yeah, star on yeah. Mario Galaxy. Mm-hmm.
0: It's one thing I thought was kind of neat, and maybe I don't know, I can't remember if it's in the GameCube version, but Q, Mr. Q Dog, Mr. Q Dog, Eric, the mighty Q Dog, <laughs> pointed out that like Minda's shadow st- is still above Link, it appears even in like the light world when he's the wolf. So I think that's mm-hmm. a nice little feature that I, like I said, I, at least I know it's in the GameCube version. I can't point to it because it's something that's always <laughs> went past my head, but kind of to Dog for picking up all the little details that <laughs> went past me. So, but I digress for the story here. I mean, up until the end, it's pretty much straightforward Zelda story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it pretty much is. And it's, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I'm not going to digress so much in the story. You guys can bring up points. The points that I think really still made me like love this game still to this day are it's like it's tie ins back to Ocarina of Time, right? I love that the spirit that's like teaching you along the way essentially is like it's hinted that that's the link from Ocarina of Time that he's training mm-hmm. you because you have his bloodline. I, I love to like it kind of points out because in Ocarina of Time, like every girl and woman's like throwing themselves at like Link in that game, right? And, but you find out kind of if you follow the hints in, a, in this game that he went with um, the girl from Lon Ranch because he is a like rancher in this game. You know, you find out like, Oh God, it's going to bother me. I want to say Malin. It's
3: Malin. Malin, yes. yep. Malin. It's
0: Malin. So he goes with Malin because it can ter- continues on like, yeah, he's a rancher. So as opposed to being like royalty, right? If he went with Zelda, he'd be like royalty or he would be a part fish he would be zora if he just went with the zora zora princess so like it's all these like little like references like there's the skull kid in this game carrying that part on that like it's and it's all that stuff and even like the little the flashback of what happened to ganon right uh cuz ganon was stuck he was sent to to the Twilight realm at the end of ocarina of time when he dies if you if you go to the pathway where link returns like the Master Sword, and they warns like Zelda about everything that's gonna happen. Ganon gets sent to the Twilight Realm and he's being held there by the um sages from Ocarina of Time, despite them not caring. I wish I wish that would have been kind of mm-hmm. the thing that they kept the sages from Ocarina of Time, but maybe they just didn't want to show them all getting killed uh when Ganon breaks free. So they just put these like ghostly people as uh as the sages, but that that's to me the part of the story that like keeps me attached now finding out about Minda her, her role in the game and Zant. That's, that's, that's all great stuff for me. Is there any like parts in the story that like hit for you? Cause like, to me, like that is like the draw in for me for this game.
1: Yeah. For me, it was just the, the difference between the two worlds. So like um, Adam mentioned earlier, like the link, the light and the dark worlds, like in link of the past, you know, you got the twilight realm and you got the regular realm. I really like that. Um, difference between the two and I was just very interested in okay where what is Midnight I knew there's more to her than just she's from the Twilight realm right there had to be a reason why she was important and so just seeing that evolve as the story goes on and finding out more about her that uh to me made it a really good story
2: yeah I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's the how everything evolves from Ocarina of Time and how things kind of progress through there and you see those like links in between the two I didn't get the whole uh he went with malon thing i just feel like link is just reincarnated and wherever he's necessary to be in any particular generation which is why you know he's resurrected where he is in wind waker and where he is in this game and so on and so forth so for me i I didn't see that link but now now i do and that's interesting to think about but but Um, just
3: I was gonna say what you're. I'm gonna to touch up on exactly what you're talking about because that's where you when you play Skyward Sword, you learn that there's the three spirits. Like in Link is the the spirit of the hero, and he mm-hmm. is born wherever he's needed.
2: Yeah, yeah, it definitely. But you know, it, it seemed like they were trying to play more closely together in in this game than they were in Skyward yeah. Sword, where they're kind of doing a little bit of revisionism. But. No, I, I really like the sto- like the story after I got out of the intro town, like because uh, again I didn't care about the kids getting kidnapped or anything like that. I'm like, all right, where, where when's the Zelda story gonna start? Um, <laughs> and then you know you wake up in the uh, the sewers, and that's when it starts. You know, getting you into that Zelda story, and uh, I really did appreciate like you know how they set up uh, Zelda as like uh, you know the Twilight Princess, but then she's not. I, I liked uh, all the story behind, like, you know, every single dungeon and why they're being protected, why they're being shut off, um, and the kind of quests you have to go on to be able to open them up. Um, those were all really, really great uh, moments for me. Um, I did really love the spirit of the hero that you have to learn from. Uh, I thought that that was a fantastic addition, and it's part of the reason I didn't like Wolf Link as much, because I'm like, oh, I learned this cool new thing that I'm not going to be able to use for 25 to 30 minutes. Um you know, So it was one of those things that it's just really, really well, well built up on story, and it pays off really well. And uh, that's the part that's going to be the most impactful for me after playing it again uh, that I'll remember about this game is that story.
3: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the story is what has driven that game. And Ryan and I have discussions on this all the time. For me, one of the most important things to a video game Aside from just you know the, the controls of the character and the movement is story. I have to actually care and be invested into a game for me to actually enjoy it. Like you can give me the best gameplay in the world, like I'll even like Destiny, but that that story is so buried into everything. Unless you're constantly playing that game all the time, you have no idea. You I don't care about the world. Like, but when I actually care about that world and that story is built, like I'm invested, and that's sixty hours. I wanted more of. Twilight Princess I'm like oh I beat the game it's over where's more of it like I do want that sequel one day even though Skyward Sword was intentionally quote-unquote supposed to be the sequel I still would want them to go back to do another sequel to Twilight Princess like an actual one like what happens beyond Midna do we ever see men again outside of Hyrule Warriors I guess at this point but and and I if you think about all the Zelda characters Midna is probably one of the most fleshed out secondary character outside of Link in Zelda, out of anyone else. Like, mm. she, and you see her progress as a as a character. She, she,
0: she's she, way more fleshed out than Zelda is in this game.
3: Yeah, in, She's more
0: fleshed out than Zelda is in most games, except Wind Waker. Yeah, that's true. Or, or well, maybe Breath of the Wild too. She's kind of with the cutscenes yeah. probably gives mm-hmm. Zelda a little bit more.
3: Yeah, Zelda's Zelda's pretty fleshed out. And I know some people don't count this as canon, but it 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 is the same writers that wrote Breath of the Wild. I consider Age of Calamity canon. Whether or not that storyline takes place before or quote unquote after Breath of the Wild 2, we don't know. But I think the story that if you take both games and put it together, I think Zelda's well fleshed out. And I think that whole thing is really, really good. But that can be a future talk about Breath of the Wild streams if we that becomes one of the games. But I just think, like, out of all the characters up until Breath of the Wild, I think Midna is one of the most fleshed out characters in full out of any almost any other Zelda game.
1: Yeah, I love Midna. I would love to see her again. But I think they tried they tried to shut the door on a sequel or having her appear again when she shatters the Mirror of Twilight at the end of the, the game. Yeah. Um, so they'd have to find some way to make it, to get her back, but I would love to see Minda in another game.
2: Me too. Yeah, I was actually hoping she was going to be in a, a Link Between Worlds, but uh, then mm-hmm. that didn't happen.
0: Sorry, I had to find my unmute button there. Uh, <laughs> Alright. Um. So we'll just pivot to do we need to cover characters? Like, I mean... I mean, aside from maybe the villains, like I think we can cover that when we get to the, like the villains discussion right. or something like that. Because I think maybe Xant and everything like that. I don't know if we have anything. Like, does anyone really want to talk about the kids or like the Zoras at the point? this point, like, do you have much to say? Because like I think going to the du- dungeon discussion would much be a a better yeah, talking point here. The characters are kind of a weak aspect of the game. Yeah, yeah.
3: I think the I think the prince, the Zora prince, could have been. We, I would have liked to see more of him mm-hmm. and I would like to see what will become of him because I thought he was a potential really cool character and then you went and you saved his life and everything, but then that was really it. That's really all you got of that.
0: Like, I don't know if anyone wants yeah. to talk about the bug girl. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> no.
2: I mean, I don't know. Like, the only character that really stood out like, besides your, you know, Minna and Link and Zelda and Xant and you know your villains was Bo. <laughs> and that's just oh, because, oh. because he was ridiculous and <laughs> cheated to get past Goron's. And you know, that's that's great. The sumo wrestling was kind of janky, but whatever.
3: Oh, don't forget about the tavern girl. The the oh the, yeah, right? Thelma. Was, <laughs> Thelma, Thelma was she stands out too. She's always flirting with Link and <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Well the postman looks kind of familiar to like the guy. Uh, is he is there no there's not postman i'm sorry i was thinking of the racer from ocarina time um you know and uh, but uh, the only one i can really that still like kind of reminds me or stands out to me that's at least a non-villain is that was it Leah, right
3: Ilya. Ilya, Ilya,
0: Ilya. sorry um because she's like she's really close friends with link and then she has her amnesia where then when you run into her she's like you know uh, you, you think that they're they're probably like they're probably like well oh, close friends but like you think so well she steals a right from the beginning ever. And she's <laughs> like i can't believe you're not taking good care of a and uh but then yeah uh, she gets her amnesia takes care of the prince and everything like that for i don't know maybe maybe they could have made a little bit more of her it seems like she was kind of a very important deal but
3: I think to Link, she was important. I think they were just kind of just trying to show, okay, this is Link's childhood friend. You Mm -hmm. know, I know in some of the past Zelda games, like Minish Cap, Zelda was Link's childhood friend. I think it was Mm -hmm. just kind of like basically saying, you know what, this is that person that maybe Link will end up with. Like how you say he ended up with Malin in Ocarina. Maybe this Link ends up with Ilya because Midna knows that she can't stay. Mm -hmm. So obviously he's probably going to have to settle down with his best friend who said, I will always be here waiting for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, She was just kind of there. She had that really cool <laughs> cutscene though. You yeah, know, I'll, I'll give her that. With the white eyes. Yeah.
0: Oh uh, yeah. get <laughs> real dark for a second? Uh, um, let's get let's get onto the favorite dungeons or temples or however you would prefer to call it in the Zelda game. Did you guys have a favorite uh, temple in this game? Because that's the one thing that, to me, so here's my little gripe about Breath of the Wild. There's no dungeons, right? and and, Mm -hmm. and like i hope with whatever the sequel is for breath of the wild 2 that they bring back dungeons because like to me like the dungeons are some of the best parts of any zelda game there's parts like that always has a good boss fight in it there's always like a couple in every zelda game there's like one or two where there's an awesome boss fight and you're like that was an awesome temple or the puzzles are a lot of fun Mm -hmm. did you guys have a favorite dungeon in this game or a least favorite one we're like oh I don't ever want to go back to doing that one because everyone raves on the water temple from ocarina time
3: I uh, love that temple I don't care yeah. what anyone says I love that temple I like the water ocarina temple time.
0: too it's
3: yep. an awesome temple
0: those are babies <laughs> you suck if you uh, <laughs> get beat the water temple um did you do you guys have any favorites or least favorites
2: Uh, yeah my favorite was uh the goron mines uh so the death mountain temple um i felt that it was well designed i felt you learned skills as you needed them you had the enemies where you had to shoot out the eyes to get past them which was integral to the boss fight pulling on chains and everything like that like everything in that temple built up to your boss fight which i felt was really good and i I love the magnetic boots and being able to go on the ceiling Gave me a small gripe with the controls, with the auto-targeting, not being able to target the Dongo's tails automatically, or just being able to just flick the right stick and switch to their tail. Kind of annoying. But uh, aside that, really, really great dungeon overall. Um, And I, I felt that it was one that stood out to me the most in the game.
1: I'll say Gora Mines is really cool. I, I agree about the magnetic, bo- mag- magnetic boots. Really cool item. I just wish you could move a little bit faster when you're, you know, walking around on the ceiling and stuff. <laughs> but I love the look of the fire and everything. It's a really good one. But my favorite is Arbiter's Ground. It's always really stuck with me. I love the design of it. I love the look of it. And the boss, Stalord. the uh, mini boss, was it Death Sword. And then uh, the spinner, the item you get, are my some of my favorite things in the game. I wish the spinner was utilized more. I felt like it was a really cool item. It works really well in the fight with Stalord. And then with with Death Sword, how it's just like a sword in the middle of a room, and there's all these ropes hanging off of it, and it's really creepy. And all of a sudden, the you you know you start fighting the sword, and then there's a phantom of it. It's uh, it's really cool. I've I've always loved Arbiter's Ground.
3: I love every aspect of it. Like I just. <laughs> I I I love every dungeon. I love everything about it. All the boss fights were great. I can't really sit there and pick one. Or
0: nitpick one. Nitpick one. (laughs) Since since you loved everything about it, give me give me one. Say like okay, okay, you know what? This could be better. This could have been better right here. The
3: final, the final, like where you're in Hyrule Castle and you're trying to get down and get to get. I felt it was just too short. There wasn't enough in there Mm -hmm. to unlock, or there were really no full on puzzles to try to get around in the castle itself. Maybe if you went down further underneath the. castle more dungeon-ish type areas before you can get to them maybe that i could gripe on but <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'll 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 copy cap right here and go with arbiter grounds i i love the spinner the spinner is like i love the boss fight because even like let's say you miss then it's like it's like the speed like you're building yourself back up it's like i don't know like that that whole yep. part is like i don't know it's it's like a I don't know how to describe it. It's just like the, I don't want to say adrenaline, but it's very much like, all oh, right, you got to catch up. And you just start building them back up as you start spinning against the wheel. I love it in the spinner. I agree with you. I wish it could have been used a lot more um, because, well, let's go on to the next part. Like if you have a favorite, like item, did you have a favorite item? Cause I, like I said, I would, I would say the spinner, but because it probably isn't used enough, I would say maybe the double claw shot, right? I noticed that one boss fight, in the sky, right, where you was it like a dragon? I can't remember what what exactly it is, but like you use the claws to go back until you get to the top of it and then you just whack the crap out of it with your sword but the double claw shot I think is probably my favorite because it's like like it's one of those things where it's like okay, you built on the hook shot and then you made it better. Give me a double, right? So that would be my favorite item in the game that you get from unlocking in the temple. Did you guys have anything like that that's a favorite for you?
2: Uh, I'd have to agree. Yeah. The claw shot was a definite upgrade over the old uh, grip hook from the
0: original ones.
2: I I felt that it added a whole lot of variety and it was usable outside of the dungeon, which the spinner just doesn't really feel so usable outside of the dungeon. Uh, Even something like that I thought I would love again, like the wind boomerang just didn't do enough outside of the dungeon except for stop a fire on a carriage once. Um, (laughs) Like, and I'm like, all right, that's, that's great. Like, there weren't a whole lot of things besides that that did anything outside of their dungeons, um, but that was the claw shot was the one that really stood out.
1: Yeah, for sure. Plus, the double claw shot used with so much different things. It opened so much in the world uh, to find different heart pieces and stuff once you got it. Plus, you could get your uh, giant quiver in the tent in Castle Town with the star mini game. You know, you had to have the double claw shot to do that. I still go with the spinner just because I think it's really unique and fun. Uh, there's just one part I don't like. It's a heart piece, I believe, in somewhere in Hyrule Field, but you're like in this canyon, and you follow these spinner tracks, and you have to jump from one to the other. But for, so, like, for some reason, it, it happens multiple times when I play it. I'm going along the track, and I need to jump to the other side, and I start going backwards instead of going forwards. And it's like a really touchy timing thing of when you have to jump over to the other track to actually keep going forward. That's my only complaint with the spinner, but I love it. I actually really like the Dominion Rod, too. I think it's cool how you can take control of things, especially when you take control of the big giant statues. You can use their hammers to attack things. I think all the items are good. It's just like Stump mentioned, they just aren't used enough outside of their dungeons.
3: Oh, I like uh, the the, the fact that you can combine your bombs to your arrows. Yes. That was really cool, too. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. I do like the boomerang, though, for the fact that you can target multiple things, though. I mean, that's a nice little upgrade, I would say, like, over the standard boomerang from the previous games. I think that's actually kind of neat that you can, like, you can even cross it so you can go, like... Because, well, there is, like, one puzzle, at least I remember, where it's, like... Mm -hmm. I can't remember if you had to put out the flames or something like that in a certain pattern on the top of of, these little pillars where it's, like, you had to go, like, back and forth, back and forth, so you couldn't just go, like, a circle pattern. You just had to target it this way. And it was
2: the uh treasure chest I believe. Yeah.
0: Um, it was a, Z. Like the, yes. a Z. You
3: had to, to, to make a Z.
0: And I thought that was pretty neat. So I guess it like maybe if it could have been used more that would have been great but like I thought that was like you took something and you made it better.
3: I wish it did more damage, like you know, some of the other boomerangs did. Though, like whenever you throw it, like it would just stun the enemy yeah. for kind of, in a sense. Which actually, I have a clip that someone made on my uh, Twitch channel that I actually threw the boomerang and then hit like one of the goblin things and convinced them to jump off the cliff. <laughs> he just walked <laughs> towards me. He just jumped off. It was hilarious.
0: Do you remember what kind of enemy that was? By chance, you said it was a goblin, right?
3: It was like uh, it was in the forest temple.
0: Gotcha. I was just trying to try to think of a good segue into like enemies, but I don't <laughs> think that's gonna work. Uh <laughs> did you guys like have like any enemies that you enjoyed countering, like even boss fights or like some creatures that you would uh uh like or anyone that you despise seeing?
1: I hated the the rats because you couldn't see them unless you were had your sensor or your senses. You know, those ghost rats and stuff. I hate it because all of a sudden you start moving really slow as as like Wolf Link. You're like, why am I moving slow? And then you have to uh, see them and then like spin them off. I didn't like that. I thought most of the enemies were just kind of fine. Um, I did like the Bulbin archers just because then usually they were far away. So I could take out my uh, bow and snipe them from far. That was always fun to do. And the chews were interesting because, you know, there's different color ones and you could pick up their stuff in a bottle. And like the yellow ones gave you lantern oil red gave you i think eight heart pieces blue fully recovered it purple was bad that could sometimes kill you so you didn't want to get purple but it just made the uh <clears throat> the choose more important than just a an enemy that falls down on you and breaks into pieces as you kill it
3: yeah i i agree uh, i think the only enemy that was just i found annoying not the one i disliked were the ones that were with the shells especially before you get the hook shot and then you have mm-hmm. the like, Get around them and hit them from behind but like i just didn't like because they were constantly clamped down and you like hitting me a clink clink okay hold on you gotta wait one two three okay he got back up now i can try to hit him <laughs> especially the bigger ones that you see later on like the big like rhino looking ones mm-hmm. were just kind of annoying but like overall like most of the enemies were fine the, a lot of the boss fights were great too mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I will say that the boss fights in this game stood out a lot. Um, each one of them was fun to like figure out the mechanic and everything like that. For um, I remembered most of the mechanics, which just shows a strength because I hadn't played this game in ten years, and it still stood out. Like I still remembered, like, oh yeah, yeah, I just need to, you know, throw the bombs in this thing's mouth or hit the uh, hit the monkey and have it drop the bomb or use the boomerang to throw it into that thing's mouth. Um, you know, everything kind of just meshed well together with it. Uh, the certain, like, like I mentioned before, the Dodongos, just cause they had two places for you to target was kind of annoying, especially cause the game was not built to handle that. Um, but aside that everything was fine. Like I, I enjoyed the, uh, the enemies weren't really an issue. There was nothing that was too annoying except for anytime I had to be on Oppona while doing anything because Oppona just liked to grab onto the environment a lot it just felt like you would come near an edge of something and it would just stick to it and then you'd have to turn like anything on the bridge where you had to turn around opponent just didn't want to turn and i constantly flung off the bridge over and over again i'm like oh this is this is not like breath of the wild <laughs> this yeah. is uh, i've been spoiled now i can't go back to crap <laughs>
3: Opponent <laughs> was Opponent I think was probably one of the worst parts of the game because opponent just didn't feel right while you were riding opponent at all. It felt like you were literally like if you've ever played a Lego game how stiff those vehicles are, That's kind of how it felt. And like I don't know how many times I would run to go jump over a gate and I'd just hit the gate and I had to go back all the way down which took forever to turn around and come back down then try to go then and then try to get her to jump up over the gate and there's a lot of times you just wouldn't jump over the gate. And I had to keep doing that over and over again. But then chase, but then it made it even worse when you had to chase after the burning carriage. Um, Even when you had to fight Ganon at the end and you had to chase after Ganon, it was kind of annoying. I'm like, let's just get this over with.
0: <laughs> Did you uh like the Jelfs fight at all by chance? I love that fight. I think it's fun. On the bridges no. and everything like that? I, I mean, like, I agree with the little spin around part where, like, it stops, you're like, okay, pause. Mm-hmm. And then it does that, like. Horse <laughs> spin around basically kind of thing uh but i agree like you know it took me a minute to realize that you can actually like cheese them at least on the first fight right Where you, i think mm-hmm. you can just hold down the b charge button and then just kind of run to the side and do like the little swipe cut at him mm-hmm. um at least on the first fight because then he comes back with more armor on the side so you have to kind of um i believe you have to use like the bow and arrow right with the bow, the and yeah, yeah. arrow to hit the face. yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, I just use a
2: bow the whole time. That just made it easier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute to figure that one out, uh, but uh, I, I thought it was kind of neat the little job scene. And the, I'll tell you, the cutscenes like leading up to it, basically where you see like you know um, when the kids like right before, right before I think Link gets to the town and like and the one kid gets kidnapped, right? Uh, you see like them come in slow motion making the turn and everything like that. Like uh, that was like a really well done cutscene. Uh, there's a few of them in this game here, but. Um, that one always kind of like sticks out to me. I'm like, oh man, that was like really, really well done. Where you gotta go fuck some shit up here. Uh, I don't
3: yeah. I don't remember. Was was riding opponent in Ocarina of time the same, or was it better? Better or worse? I don't I
2: re- feel like I don't it was remember. a little more fluid. Like I feel like this game, because it was made on the GameCube, it has eight-way directional control, whereas the N64 had more fluid control. Um and I feel like it like Opponent was designed around that, so it doesn't seem like it's as three dimensional uh, or 360 degrees, it feels very stilted on how opponent moves.
0: And you really just use opponent to speed things up basically in Ocarina Time. Like you really, then like bow hunting, right? Like you really mm-hmm. don't, they don't force you in boss fights on opponent in Ocarina Time. She's really only there to like, help you get around high real field faster. Um, yep. So maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's why it's a better use of opponent because it's like, hey, this is cool. It's just <coughs> like, like a car mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> kind of thing to get me somewhere quicker. Um, I mean, you have to do the jump fences and races, you know, to to get like heart pieces, uh, yeah, in Ocarina of well, Time, actually, yeah. but like for the most part, like, you're not like fighting people, you're not swinging swords uh, on opponent in Ocarina of Time. This one, this one, you kind of have to, yeah. So, I don't yeah. see
1: opponent ever really bothered me in Twilight Princess. I felt like jumping over fences and stuff was easier in Twilight Princess than in Ocarina of Time. I feel like I miss jumping fences in Ocarina of Time way more than Twilight Princess. So, I it gets she does get stuck on stuff like stump mentioned, that's the only thing that I've had issues with. But I felt like controlling her felt pretty fluid to me.
0: And I'll say this I still think she plays, she plays uh, easier than the horse riding in Breath of the Wild controversial take.
1: Uh, yeah, very
2: controversial because <laughs> uh, right.
0: I, I hate having to tame the horses and then like <clears throat> building trust with them. Didn't care for that, just give me a pony, please. I do you know. <laughs> There's the Ganon
2: horse. I know. I found that one. It kind of gave me opponent because I had the, what, Amiibo or whatever. Amiibo, yeah. I I had opponent right off the bat, which was great. Um, So I didn't really have that problem with Breath of the Wild. But like after playing Breath of the Wild and then Ghost of Tsushima, which both have fantastic horse mechanics, Mm -hmm. and then coming back to this where any object, it's not even going to slightly turn. I was like, oh man, this is like playing an Assassin's Creed game. This is
0: bad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like it's not like as far as like you know, like Red Dead Redemption either was riding the horse there, which again you have to tame those horses there too.
0: Yeah, but it's only for just to get just to break them in, and then like you don't have to build up trust anymore after you broke him in. From what True. I remember, yeah you, yeah, you don't. You just it's have the other one. You have but... to keep like I, it's been a minute. I've I've never replayed Breath of the Wild since beating it, so I'm but, going off of memory mm-hmm. here. I swear I, I got the motorcycle because <laughs> I bought the DLC, and I don't think I've ever used the horse again then. So uh, I just.
3: I just basically fast travel and glide everywhere. I I don't ride the horse, and even in Twilight Princess, I only rode Epona when I had to. A lot of it was just me running and just if you just keep rolling, you roll pretty, you roll faster than you run. I mean, unless you're Wolf Link, Wolf Link actually runs a decent speed.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And then just that's all I did. I, I I only rode Epona if I had to, and I just kept running and rolling.
1: <laughs> Plus, once you get the ability to warp places, yeah, like you do that a whole lot more than ride Epona.
2: Yeah. <clears throat>
0: Yeah. Did anyone? Let's just speak about Wolf Link for just a little bit here, real quick. So, anyone like Wolf Link or like I do? I like, like Wolf, Wolf Link. Link? Yeah. I and like, I quick survey here, real quick. Who likes yeah. Who likes Wolf Link? Who doesn't? Cap, you like? I him? Do. I do. Adam, you I'm, like? I'm him? kind of. I'm kind of mixed
2: mostly. Like, yeah. Yeah. What's
0: What's the the What's the thing that you would say is like could have been better? Would you say would uh, your feelings for like, would you? What would you say? Because, like, I could tell you what I think I like about Wolf Link, and I think I could tell you what I don't like about Wolf Link. I think um,
1: combat could have been better with Wolf Link. I think yeah. that's that's the worst that's part of it. Um, it just is not as fluid enough, and just kind of seems kind of rigid. I feel like they could have done a better job with that.
3: Stiff and janky.
2: Mm-hmm, definitely. The Z targeting doesn't seem to do anything because even with the halt attack and you're facing the other direction, you don't change direction when you're Z targeting. You still bite in the wrong direction, uh-huh. which yeah. is really annoying. And then sometimes your uh, circle, your spin attack, does even if it's targeting something, still doesn't hit it. And then you get hit anyways. Um, and I just don't know why they designed the combat that way. Like movement with Wolf Link was fine. I didn't have any issues like moving around. Or running or moving, going around through the environments or anything like that. It was just always the forced combat felt bad compared to like just being Link in general. I'll
0: I'll say this I really do like the like charge attack basically that one shots Mm -hmm. those. I don't know what what those creatures are called shadow beasts. Shadow beasts basically like where you charge them. And granted, like you have to kill, you know, like the strategy is essentially is like you want to make sure you kill. You don't want to have one remaining because they'll keep uh, arising the, the, the who's ever dead. Uh, but I do like the fact that you can basically, if you get them all three in a range, you can take them all out at once with with them with a charge attack. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I like the jumping so much with Minda. The Z-targeting jumping and everything like that. I failed a few few times. Not saying it's hard, but it's definitely one of those things where it's like, you can mostly just mash B and get to the area. But then there's the areas sometimes where it stops you and you have to then redo it. Yeah. Um, that's probably my little gripes with with wolf link Um, oh speaking
3: of yeah speaking of the the dashing to midna there were times in the storyline it's just like why can't i just mm
0: -hmm. dash
3: to midna right now yeah like there were certain moments that had to go all the way around just to get up to this top thing but i'm like why can't Mm -hmm. i just switch to wolf link and just have midna jump to midna right here
2: right yeah, and, and some, whenever it was in there, there's rarely any optional rewards that you could get by going on a different path. So why wouldn't that just whole thing be a cutscene? I just don't understand mm-hmm. why it was in the game ninety percent of the time.
1: Right, and then with some of those jumps, like it'd be multiple jumps in a row, but it would like break it up. Like you would do like a three-step jump, and you have to go somewhere else, and then do a five-step jump, and then do a one-step jump. It's like just make it one. You know, get there and be done with it.
2: Yeah, the, uh, when you're in the Zora's domain, especially, mm-hmm. that was something that I remember like you have to stop get away for an icicle to crash mm-hmm. then you could go again and i'm just like oh, this I, there's no big like containers there's no heart pieces for me to go grab right now why am i even doing this i should just be like all right we're here let's go to the top and then it just shows me jumping and fades in, fades out
0: mm-hmm. And I, I know we just we've talked about this and i don't mean to rewind for a minute here but like I'll, i want to discredit because i just thought about this here i want, want to talk about wolf link um, I want to say I really love the character designs of, like, the Shadow Beasts. I think those are some, like, creepy-looking bosses, especially, if, like, for yeah. a Zelda game. Because, like, mm-hmm. like, the the goblins or the goblins or whatever, like, they, they always they always kind of, like, are somewhat similar, but, like, these are, like, creepy creatures, and, like, they, they scream and everything to bring each other back to life. Where I love the character designs for those, for those villains. I kind of wish there was more of that um or more design characters kind of similar to that to that um but like zan's character design until probably you see what his face really looks like <laughs> like Zant being presented as like the main boss or main villain until he's not right you can almost expect it out of every single zelda game that Ganon's always behind it unless you're playing skyward but it's i, I love uh, zan's character design and even his little story, overall story arc, I think is pretty good. But then like you fight him and he's kind of just like the little hoppy, weird battle fight around him. Um Like, I don't know. I don't know if they came up just to, like, we had this great idea. And we just couldn't figure out like the, the cherry. We couldn't find the cherry for on top here for him. But other than that, I still like Zan's character. Yeah. Which is, I, oh, go ahead, Adam.
3: I was going to say, which is similar to A Link to the Past. As I was saying earlier is because you had behind in A Link to the Past, you had Agnim. Or I, I, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But Link Arganon was behind that, as him being that boss, and then Zant was kind of that same kind of role almost.
0: Just the puppet, just yeah. The puppet just for the
1: puppet. Yeah. When it comes to character design, I love how the enemies look and stuff. I feel like they're great in cutscenes. You mentioned the cutscene before with the ball uh, King Balbin, like going slow motion, rounding the corner and stuff. They look badass. They look intimidating, and then you fight them, and they're just kind of goofy you know, Bulbin Bulbin and Zant are both kind of just idiots that act all goofy. You mentioned Zant hopping around and stuff. I was like, I had such high hopes for that boss fight because he was kind of creepy, had a cool character design, especially when his mouth shows up and you can see kind of his face. Like, it's kind of creepy looking. And then you fight him, you're like, this is it.
0: You you know, that kind of brings up like like an interesting point because I remember hearing about this, like looking up for like little interesting details about this game for this month. To talk about that originally they were gonna make just Wind Waker 2. They would, like that was the plan. They're like, hey, we're making Wind Waker 2, and then Nintendo of America went straight to Nintendo of Japan, and like, hey, you gotta make a serious Zelda game here. You have to make it like you know, dark. People are still mad about that GameCube tweezer teaser thing. So they went back and like they said, Hey, like, we think because I think Nintendo of Japan wanted it to sell. I think Wind Waker might have. It's sold well, but I think it might have undersold what they were thinking, at least for selling in America. And they're like, "Hey, you gotta if you want to sell in America, these are the things you gotta make. You gotta make these changes to make it a little bit more darker. This is what would appeal to to Americans here to sell the game." And they did. And I think it for the longest time was the best selling Zelda game up until maybe Breath of the Wild. But like maybe maybe it comes like with the overall designs. I also heard like Lord of the Rings was a huge influence for designing this game too maybe with that is like they had this great idea on like an image to go with but they couldn't take the kiddie elements out of it you know they're like oh it's still like a zelda game it's for kids so we have to make it a little bit goofy you know a little bit here yeah. and there so which i maybe. actually
3: we were talking about the book goblins in this game i actually like them way better looking in this game than i do breath of the wild i don't like the way mm-hmm. they look in breath of the wild whatsoever
1: i agree
3: so weird and but uh, as far as like this game itself, though, as I was playing through it, and especially as a Dark Souls fan, especially Dark Souls 1, it feels like there's so much influence of Twilight Princess in Dark Souls. Because you think of the boss Sif, big, huge wolf with a sword. Like, there's just so many things throughout that game that made me think of Dark Souls 1. Did I feel that this game has probably inspired how many so many games beyond it? And I think Dark Souls 1 had... Has to be inspired by Twilight Princess, to some extent. Maybe not completely, but to some extent.
0: No, you're you're right about it being an influence. I think I, I think I, I've heard years ago, like hearing Demon Souls was like a big inspiration on like the Zelda. Zelda was a big inspiration on Demon Souls, but this we're going for more of the, also the NES difficulty here kind of thing where you're gonna learn your on your own, but. I've I've said it before, when like when I was a guest on for the Nier episode, that I felt like the first Nier game was highly influenced by the Zelda game, like a darker. I felt to me it felt like a very dark Zelda game, and uh, I put it down below here as like possible recommendations. As like I still have yet to play it, I've only started it, but like Okami always comes to mind. And it came out right right around the same exact time, right where you're a wolf, and it seems like it's very much like a Zelda game too. Still still hasn't ever been chosen yet for the cartridge club, so maybe we can correct that here one of these days <laughs> You
3: know, throw that in there because you know okami's game i have on the playstation 3 i have it on the uh, the playstation 4 but i have still yet to ever get around to starting that game it's been in my backlog so you let me know when that's available yeah. and i will do my <laughs> say i would
1: love game. to get back to that a couple years ago i started playing it <laughs> and got actually really far in it and then for some reason I, I got busy for a couple weeks and i couldn't play it and i just never went back to it
0: Oh, I also think that game has, like, a two-hour tutorial, too, as well, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or at least, the opening cutscenes, like, two hours long before you actually play the game. So very similar similarities (laughs) to Toilet Princess here. So I digress, though. Let's get on to the music here. Did you guys, like, have any favorite tracks or least favorite tracks? I'll start off real quick here. Sure. A lot of this music is, like, from Ocarina of Time. A lot of it, it's it's so... Mm -hmm. I mean, it hits. To me, like, I guess it's one of those cases where it's, like, Maybe this is part of the the gripes where people said like we're griping about this back in two thousand and six when it came out that it was too similar to Ocarina of Time. Maybe this was the case, but like a lot of the tunes are from Ocarina of Time. Though the one that I I think stands out that's different is probably the intro theme. And th- when we saw the Zelda Orchestra, I think yes, that's all did. they played from great. Twilight Princess was the intro because everything else is in either wind waker or ocarina time or you know it's or it's a classic zelda tune right so
3: which i mean was comes back even before ocarina is you know the main theme song when you're running around in a link to the past that theme song was also in twilight princess mm-hmm. it was a little bit remixed but it was still really good but it, again yeah it's, this is just like a collection of the, the zelda music from before so it's like for me as I played through it, I mean, just the classic tunes just kept staying in my head, but I mean, it just, it didn't feel like it was specific for Twilight Princess.
1: So, yeah, I really liked it. Like you mentioned, you know, I think when you already like something from another game that you like, like Ocarina of Time, more of it is not a bad thing, you know, especially since this one just seems a little bit more orchestral than obviously, or Ocarina of Time. So it just takes that great music and makes it better in my opinion. So I I really like it. There weren't any like weak songs to me, in my opinion, Um, I did, I was re-listening to the music this morning to kind of remind myself, because I beat the game in the first couple days of April just because I love it, and so I flew through it. And so I couldn't remember specifically, but I really liked Lake Hylia. It was just very calming and relaxing. And so that's why I was a big fan of that song. For
2: for me, I I love the soundtrack to this game, but like in my mind, I remembered it being a lot more orchestral than it actually is in the game. Um, Probably from the Zelda Orchestra, probably from the 25th anniversary CD that came with uh, Skyward Sword. And so when I get to it and I'm like, oh, that sounds more MIDI than orchestral, especially like even Wind Waker, which didn't, was more orchestral. I was kind of thrown off by that, but it wasn't really a a big issue. It was just something that I I noticed while playing. Like, oh, I thought this sounded a little more, had more oomph to it. No, it doesn't. But You
0: just brought up a great point there and the orchestral point. And with that, with Wind Waker, you know, Wind Waker's a little bit like Ocarina, where you have to play the music. And just like Ocarina Time, like you have to play the music to warp. You have to war- play the music, and it'll take you to the specific temple, where you're constantly playing it, so it's going to keep getting burned in your head, like, okay, like this is this song, this song. And because this game really doesn't do that to me, I, I would say, like, nothing is, like, nothing is, like, bad, but, like, nothing's, like, burned in my head from this game, where I'm like... Ah, that's a great, aside from the opening theme. It's great, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, that's unique. And that's the only game I, the only real original tune I can think of from this game.
2: Yeah, Midna's uh, Lament, I think it was called. Yeah, like that, that tune will stick with me and that's always gonna be part of this game. Everything else seems like it's a remix. You know, Atomic brought up earlier uh, Super Castlevania IV. They did the same thing in the last couple levels where they remixed, you know, NES tracks in that game. It kind of feels like the same thing here where it's like, hey, we got slightly better music technology. We we don't have a full DVD that we can put it on because um, we're using this little tiny mini DVD. So we're going to have to, you know, not use a full orchestra because we can't fit it. But, you know, we'll get close. And that's kind of like what it feels like this year.
0: Does there anyone have any side quests that they remember from this game? Because there's always like, there's always parts where you, you have to hit. And then there's some skippable stuff. This game that it has, like, if, so if you're having a good time, you want the heart pieces, make yourself stronger. Is there any side quests that people remember from this game?
1: Yeah. So I felt like a lot of the side quests were good, but not in their entirety. For example, like the pose, when you do the first 20 pose, you get a bottle filled with great fairy tears, which is great. You know, that's helpful. But then if you do all 60, all you do is get the ability to talk to Giovanni's cat, and you get 200 rupees every, every time you talk to him. Which, honestly, in this game, rupees are plentiful. You really don't need to. I mean, there's plenty of times I'm in a dungeon, and I find a, a chest, and I open it, and I have to keep the rupee in there because I have a full wallet. So that's not very great. And then, what was it? The, the bugs, I, I like doing the bugs, and it's nice that you get the giant wallet from there. But again, at that point in the game, I feel like I don't really need the giant wallet anymore. I don't really need the rupees for much because I don't really buy a lot of stuff. So while it's good for certain things, it's just not fully fleshed out in my opinion.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that. Like the the bugs was kind of pointless to me. Like I I didn't feel like I needed rupees for anything after I got the Hylian shield. I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, well I'll get it. I'll always have enough to replenish whatever I need. And then I had enough to replenish whatever I needed. It didn't really seem like a big attraction for me. And then on the Wii U one, you had the side quest of getting the uh, the Miiverse stamps, which do nothing now because Miiverse doesn't exist. But they show up on your mini map, and you're like, oh, I wonder if that's something else I need to get. And it's a stamp, and you're like, ah, oh, just wasting my time. But yeah, that's about it.
0: You know, one thing I I, I I I dread, and it's not too bad, but I I hate having to kill all the electric bugs. It's not as, like it's like a slide quest before you can really start the mission. But I, I, hate, I hate having to, like, sniff them out. The Wii U version, the, the HD version, made it less. I, I think you had to get, you got like, less uh, bugs. You, you had to fill up the... Um, I think it's, the, like, 11.
2: Yeah, well, it's a lot better than on the Wii version, I'll tell
0: you Yeah. I was just saying, yeah, you the got, original versions, on. there's 15
1: that you have to kill. And they brought it down to 12 in the HD version.
0: So a little speed-up mechanics. It's, hmm. it's just as the equivalent of... The Super Sail or whatever from Wind Waker, right? Where you don't have to change the direction. You can just sail wherever you need to go. It's just the same equivalent. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) uh, Is there any other gameplay mechanics that you guys can think of or complaints that before we move on?
3: Well, I give them credit for, you know, listening to the fans to change that stuff for the HD. Because, I mean, they could have just made the HD and still made us do all that. And it's nice that they listened to, to cut it down and make things better for us.
0: Unlike, unlike the Mario 3D collection, which was just a lazy port. Anyways. Uh... Yeah, I was
2: going to say the uh, the reeds, like uh, blowing into the reeds to get the hawk. Especially once you're going up Death Mountain and you have to do it like seven or eight times. And there's a 20-second cut scene of the hawk coming down every mm-hmm. single time. And it's just wasteful. I just didn't like it at all um wasn't a huge fan of like the wolf howling either like it just felt kind of janky would have been better if it was button assignment like an ocarina was but this is a personal thing for me i just didn't really like that that much um i already talked about epona and how it was sticky um and how some of the movement and the z targeting didn't work all that well but yeah that's that's all i got on on that
3: i think the combat itself was pretty good though like I thought, it was pretty like just a swords fighting and blocking and fighting. But I also felt that again, like I don't know if it's because I'm a better gamer or now than I was then, but it feels like the game was just super easy. Like I didn't really die all that much throughout my whole playthrough, and sometimes it was just dumb stuff of the reason why I died, but where I was just tired. But well, it was Adam, just super easy.
0: Adam, how 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 far did you get with like? completionist is wise, like like did you get all the hearts all the bottles
3: i didn't get all the bottles or all the hearts i played through the story because i was working both jobs this month i yeah. didn't i kind of just put just stuck to the story and just got through with it and then finished it off especially since i was also streaming it so i just sure. stuck to that i didn't go to the 100 percent, getting all the stamps all the hearts all the weird side quests i did 20 pose for that for that but that's all i did for that one
0: oh i, I asked that because like Green has four four fairies and this one i believe you have six bottles for like you know, if you have six fairies basically you know like if you have like six bottles going against ganon like you're safe you're you're pretty much like i know adam said it's gonna be a cakewalk but it's pretty much a cakewalk fighting ganon with at least having that much fairies like i wouldn't worry about Struggling too much in that final boss fight against Ganon.
3: I think I had one bottle for the final boss fight, and that, that I think I used it. I don't even remember if I used it or not, but it wasn't yeah. that hard. And then when you get to the final phase of Ganon, like I literally just literally walked circles around him, and he couldn't hit me, and I just beat him. Like he wasn't even that difficult.
1: Yeah, I think I had one fairy when I first got it, and I never used it the entire game. So I had to mention the the ease of the game. Honestly, in my opinion, the Zelda series in general is pretty easy. Other than Zelda 2, which is probably easily the hardest game in the series, they're all relatively easy games. Um, I think it focuses more on story and gameplay than actually being a difficult game. So, but then you brought up the Ganon fight. That brings me back to the gameplay because I love the hidden skills you can get. Specifically, my favorite is the backslice. So with that one, you know, you, you target on him and you spin behind him and you can you hit him in the back. That works great for so many enemies, especially the last fight in Ganon. So that's basically what I do. You know, I Z-target him, I spin around him, I keep attacking him, and then he eventually is dead. So that's, I love all the hidden skills. I use them pretty much all, but backslice I use the most.
3: I didn't even use that skill. I literally just walked behind him, like just tiptoed mm-hmm. around him. I didn't even use that skill. I just literally just circled him like,
1: Yes, that's that's all he did. Just right. The analog stick walked around him and just but, hit him. But the backslice is so much fun. Like, yeah, true. See him spin. I <laughs> <true>. love it. <laughs>
3: Very true. But,
0: anyone like the boss fight against Zelda? Then too, the little twist where you the uh, the tennis racket match against her, right? Yeah, the typical I mean,
1: Zelda fight or typical yeah. uh, boss fight in these games, right? It yeah. shows up in like every game. Well, that's like just the We don't have a Carrito. Yeah.
2: We did we don't have twin rova in this game, so I guess we have to add something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind. It's still whatever a little let it go, let go fast, see if we can uh just keep mashing it well. Do it. I don't know. It's fun. Um, it was
3: fun. I, I liked it. It's kind of like the one that you got in Ocarina where you're just tennis back and mm-hmm. forth and same even when you fought Agnum in A Link to the Past. You could use I actually replayed a link to the past last year, and that game is actually a little bit harder than what I remember. <laughs> So that is one of the more challenging Zelda games. But I remember the very first time I you could use the bug net to hit it back. And I did that for the very first time. I used to always just use the sword. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know if you can use like any sort of net or anything.
1: Yeah, I don't know about Twilight Prince. I mean I know in N6 in Ocarina of Time, right? You can use a bottle. Yep, right. The fishing okay. rod, See, I think. Fishing rod, right. yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> I, I can't remember maybe the fishing rods that just distract them i can't remember i was like what is this like you might be able to smack it back it's been a minute <laughs> uh just gonna give a quick shout out to the streamers who played this month with Oz, q dogs and adam thank you for streaming this month we love having the publicity of playing the game of the month advertising game. we greatly appreciate that also with the community like with our discord here i want to point out retro brews comments real quick Saying like he's kind of torn on the graphics of the remaster for Twilight Princess, where he thinks it turns out didn't turn out as good as Wind Waker. Shout out to the community here. Uh and good old top spot here. He uh he's a little he's a little sorry about uh not being able to play this month because this was his this is like his favorite Gazelle game of all time. And he also kind of mentions the part where we talk about how it's got a slow slog of a start, but that's his only criticism of the game. Uh, sometime i'm going to start with you for uh recommend zelda recommendations all right yeah for, no, all right. i was
2: gonna go with uh darksiders 2 for sure it's definitely a recommendation for anybody who likes zelda and like something darker something maybe a little bit more intense and more hard that's definitely taking this twilight princess sort of formula and taking it to a much more mature level and i, I feel like anybody who's been looking for that would find it in darksiders 2 it's a criminally underrated game that uh unfortunately still doesn't sell well and because of that you can probably pick it up for like two to four dollars most of the time so yeah give give darksiders two a shot three's mediocre get to what about darksiders
0: one uh forget that exists okay uh <laughs> it's a good and- game
3: but two is mm-hmm. by far superior
0: like, and yeah. do you have any other zelda recommendations I maybe do- like they would put me close to twilight princess or
3: Maybe not necessarily close to Twilight Princess, but close to just Zelda in general. And I honestly will say this is arguably probably the best Zelda clone ever made. But this game might be hard to find now, and it might be more expensive now. It's called Alundra on the PlayStation 1.
0: Cool. And Cap, do you have any other uh, Zelda recommendations? Yeah, no. or? uh
1: yeah, I'll stick to the, like just Zelda games. Uh, we've we've mentioned the similarities to Ocarina of Time. So if you have not played Ocarina of Time yet, you got to play that. Very similar to Twilight Princess. And then the light and dark world elements. Obviously, Link to the Past has that. A Link Between Worlds is an amazing game on the 3DS. Yes. I actually prefer it over A Link to the Past. Uh, but both are fantastic games.
0: I agree. It's better. Uh, I'll also uh, say like the Zelda games, so since you said that, I'll say Majora because Majora also has a little bit of influence in this game, and it follows the timeline. And you get a little Skull Kid reference here in this game as well, too. Uh, but Okami always seems to be similar to me with the stick out with the wolf. I know I mentioned that earlier. Um, also, I, I know I've said it before, too, and I said it on the near show. I'll say the first near game. I think that one is very much a Dark Zelda game, too. The only thing about it is it's, it's very unique and different in itself. So I wouldn't expect it you know, to be saving the princess, but it's very much the... 3D action, go on an adventure kind of game, just with its own little unique twists to it.
3: I'm going to ask, uh, which version of Nier? are you talking about? The remake.
0: The, rem- the, remi- the remake the is probably the remake is well. To me, like I played it originally on the PS3, and I felt that originally playing on the PS3, the combat is better on the remake. So
3: story is different. The the characters, the relationship between the two are is different. It's father daughter in the original, like American Western version, to where the remake goes back to the original toward your siblings.
0: Yes. But it's, and, and they added an actual, an extra ending to the game, too. But still, it's, I would say those are, those the ones that always stand out to mind. I always forget about Darksiders, especially Darksiders 2. But with that being said, that's the show, everybody. But uh, i like to thank our panel for being here and helping us also the show. Cap, why don't you tell us where we can find you online?
1: Yeah, first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me again. It's always fun being on the show. But you can find me on Twitter and on YouTube under Captain Algebra. I stream semi-regularly on Tuesday and Friday nights. Fridays, I'm kind of focusing on my Genesis collection and going through that. And then Tuesdays, I sometimes take requests. Sometimes I play what I want to play. And then I occasionally make videos. Uh, mostly I'm focused right now on completing my Genesis collection. I have a long way to go about 400 still, but I am chronicling that as I go, updating every month on the games I get.
0: Thanks for being here. Stump, where can we find you online?
2: Uh, You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I pretty much retired from doing YouTube like eight years ago at this point. (laughs) Um, But that's just because, you know, life and things got in the way and I became addicted to Destiny for six years. But, you know, things like that happen. But yeah, no, just find me on Twitter. I'm also on Discord as well. But yeah, just hit me up on there. Um, This is still my same name on YouTube. You can find me there if you want to. There's nothing
0: to watch, but you can find me there. (laughs) Thanks for being here. And Adam, where can we find you online?
3: You can find me on Twitch. You can find me on Discord. You can find me on Twitter. I am on all platforms. I stream usually four days a week. And yeah. My my schedule's starting to get more. Uh, it's better just to go to my page to see what my schedule is because I'm trying to figure out the best time frame for my viewers to get it to have it set up. But
0: Adam, I've I called you by your name, but why don't you give us what your your uh your handle is because uh sorry I know you probably want to promote your your handle here because uh sure. so. it's the atomic
3: bomb nineteen eighty. Uh, 1980 is the year I was born. I go with Atomic Bomb because I played rugby and football um, growing up. So from that point on, like I've always been called A-Bomb or Atomic Bomb. So I'm just like, you know what? That became my PSN name, and I just carried it on and through it into Twitch.
0: Yeah, I've I've known Adam for quite a while here. So I'm used to calling him Adam, not by his, his, his hand. I'm used to calling him by his first name here. But for myself, you can find me on Twitter, and the Discord and Instagram with the handle its rocket sauce. I'd like to reiterate May's game of the month will be Sewer Shark. If you're playing along or just wanting to discuss the game with us, make sure to let us know by using the hashtag cartridge club on whatever social media platform you frequent. For those of you who want to get a head start on June's game of the month, we'll be playing Fallout 3. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to us. We're always looking forward to having new community members on to talk about the games they love. To those of you interested in supporting the club, be on a review on the podcast app of your choice. I'd like to mention that the club is entirely funded by pledges made by from members of our community. We are extremely grateful to those supporters. And if you're interested in becoming one of them, please look at how you can do so at patreon.com forward slash cartridge club. Uh, but that's the show, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. you Unite.